What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sign Out Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shevinov. As always, welcome to the only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, featured Jiu-Jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. We got UG283 to go over, as well as a boatload of news. Before we talk about that, as always, I want to go ahead and give a quick shout-out to our sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code sound off for both of those to get 10% off of each of their respective websites. Rogue Energy, great for uh, getting amped up for the work day or going to the gym or whatever you're, you know, whatever the purpose you use it for. Some people use it for gaming, stuff along those lines. Personally, I use it to get ready to go to the gym. However, Elixir is the exact opposite of that. If you want something to calm your ass down, Elixir has the best Delta 8, 9, and 10 products, as well as HHC and other, uh, other stuff on their website. They have a large selection, so go ahead and check them out. And it's code sound off for both of them. 10% off. Last Saturday night, from the Genesis Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, USC 283 Angel. And, uh, it was, let's be honest, dude, first pay-per-view of the year. There were, there were bad moments, but overall, a pretty fun night of fights, man. In the main event, uh, we wanted to find out if Jamal Hill was was kind of for real. I mean, we know that Glover Teixeira, former champion, we know his age, and uh, kind of going into it, that he's coming off a loss. But with all that going even against Glover, we kind of figured he would win. We figured he had the grappling advantage. On the feet, it would be competitive. But, dude, I think the only way to just uh, to put it is we were wrong about Jamal Hill. Sweet Dreams goes out there and dominates. Winning unanimous decision 50-44 across the board. Glover had his moments, even in the fifth round. You know, he got mount, nearly you know, started going for some arm triangles, stuff like that. In the end, though, Jamal survived on the ground, got his way back to the feet, and on the feet, dude, he just busted up Glover, who looked like the fucking Terminator at the end of this thing. Give me your thoughts on uh, ultimately his win and Jamal Hill being and new, at least for the moment, the UFC's light heavyweight champion. I mean, first of all, congrats to Jamal Hill, right? We gotta get credit where credit is due, as always. Uh, look, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the other person we have to give credit to is, uh, Glover Teixeira for 43 years old, man. Josh, he gave it everything he fucking could. I mean, you could have not asked more out of that man than what he gave on that night. Uh, super tough. I mean, there was multiple moments where it seemed like he was hurt. He was compromised. He was close to maybe being out. Uh, no, he's stuck in it, man. Uh, Time in and time out, um, and uh, a little a little heartbreaking. But you know something, Glover had his moments. He there was moments where Jamal kind of seemed like he took some heavy shots. He kind of like had to take a step back. He had him moving a little bit backwards and uh, moving side to side laterally to to try to get out of potentially what could have been some danger. Uh, look, who knows? Maybe this fight wasn't that far from being a different result. Uh, obviously, the results. That we got, it is what it is. It, it happened. It, the, it was a good performance out of Jamal Hill. We saw the takedown defense was effective, which going forward kind of uh, makes some matchups interesting now because of uh, guys like Magomed Ankalaev, Jan Bohovic, who aren't necessarily who's not a takedown guy, but on top he's heavy and will lay on you and can, you know do some stuff. Uh, you know Anthony Smith, he has a little solid jujitsu game. You know the and obviously. Uh, and like we've seen, you know, like I said, uh, now we've seen one side of Jamal Hill's game and we've seen the other side coming up. I, it seems like he's a complete fighter. Uh, it's just going to be who, who can, who can, uh, who can put the puzzle together to take him out. Mm-hmm. 
And speaking of people to take him out, I mean, that light heavyweight division, dude, we heard Yuri Prohoshka. Did you see his call-out video, Angel? Did you see it? Was it him, like, in the snowy woods? I think It I was, was him in the snowy woods saying, quote, I'm coming. Angel, that shit kind of goes coming. hard. <laughs> that shit goes hard, don't it? You know, that's that's, that's going to be a funny reaction video to use on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, we think about that being next. I mean, obviously, we kind of we heard that Yuri was going to be out of action for anywhere from, like, a year to a year and a half. Instead, there's rumors that he might be back as early as July, which – I mean, obviously, we've seen, like, Tony Ferguson do so. That sounds like Tony Ferguson shit after he tore his ACL and came back in, like, nine months. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, what do you thought? Do you think that's the fight to make next, or do you think the UC should, in a matter of fairness, give that nod to Magomed on Goliath? After all, he did, he did probably deserve the nod. You know, it was a close fight, you know? I mean, it was, Josh, but the official former champion, and technically, I Never mean, lost the title. Yeah. Never lost the title. Junior Prochaska, I mean, I mean, the returning champion should come back and get a shot at his title, right? I mean, return of the king, right, Josh? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I mean, look, I think that uh, if if Yuri's not healed, I think the Uncle I have fight is the way to go. But um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, you're not wrong there. That's a pretty safe direction to go. I mean, Josh, but there's a there's another guy that is really available right now on that on the other card. I'm not saying he deserves it, but it could be a fun matchup. I'm not saying he'll win, but uh, his name might be uh, I think Johnny Johnny Walker. I don't know. He's, he, you know, he's he's available. Got pretty unscathed. Could be a decent turnaround. Maybe give Jamal Hill a quick title defense. I don't know. Just some ideas out there for the UFC. You know. I mean, there's. I mean, that could be fun. You know, I'd be down with that. I mean, I, I, I think I think yeah. right now this this division they're in a weird state because the UFC's kind of let it known that like, okay, look, we really don't give a fuck about this division. Like, it's just we're throwing everybody, we're throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So. I think anything can can happen next, but I do want to go ahead and before we before we you know keep on going, I, I do think we got to acknowledge Glover Teixeira, you know, forty three years old, former champion, two losses in a row, calling it quits. I mean, what do you what do you think on on his retirement? Ultimately, the fact that he unfortunately had to retire in front of a uh, an empty crowd because the Brazilian fans left early, but besides that, I mean, ultimately, thoughts on Glover Teixeira hanging it up and some of your favorite memories of the, the Brazilian legend. Uh, I mean, God, it's so sad because it's been on the other end of so many highlights too, right? Um, <laughs> but look, man, uh, I mean, we, we saw this coming. We knew we knew it was going to happen uh, in a relatively quick time, you know? We knew it was going to happen within the next three, four fights, uh, kind of for a while now, you know. Um, and look, he—I think he lives on a good note. He lives on a, obviously it's a—it's a low, but it's also a high in some ways, you know. Uh, he got a lot of respect, a lot of love from the MMA community. Um, I think you can't put him down for the performance he had and for everything he did and the effort he put in. Um, I mean, thank you, thank you for all the memories, thank you for all the time. I mean, Josh, I mean, he is one of the greatest people to ever compete at this weight class. He's one of the most legendary names that ever be in this weight class. It is very sad, though, that it took him so long to get to the UFC, not necessarily the title because of, of you know, visa issues and all that. But that's just how history plays out. But in the end, he still got his chance at the title, won it, held it for a bit, gave us some banger of fights there near the end, some amazing performances. And he had a sick little run there at the end, man. I mean, that that whole that whole run leading up to the title was insane. 
some mm-hmm. impressive performances. I mean, a one a one performance that will forever stick in my mind is that fucking Anthony Smith man uh, fight. Mm-hmm. Anthony Smith going to his quarter and saying his teeth they're falling out. I mean, that's uh, how could you forget that shit? You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I gotta I gotta say my favorite moment for for Glover, and that, that's a good pick, dude. I remember watching that fight. It was during the pandemic. Is I think it was a, only the second card the UFC had done since they were back. It was like in it was like a Wednesday card too, which made the beatdown even more eerie. If I remember correctly, it was either that one or the, the Overeem um, Walt Harris card, which that also was very very eerie given all the circumstances uh, in that one. But for Glover, my favorite moment, dude. I mean. You got to go ahead and give him the title win against Jan. I mean, that was because you and I both were so heavy on the on the Glover train, and he was such a huge underdog. Nobody expected to get it done. Everybody was was, for lack of a better term, on Jan's nuts after he beat Israel Adesanya. And I was like, look, man, mattress makes fights, and I know that you're on the same page. We both picked him, but huge underdog goes into fucking Abu Dhabi and goes and does the damn thing and. Basically flawless fashion. I mean, that fight wasn't even close, and for him to do that at 42, you don't see that. That just does not happen in MMA. And uh, and look, you also got to go ahead and fucking give props because in M- in MMA, and I understand Glover went out, and it was a it was a tough loss, and he you know he definitely felt the pain on on Monday morning. But um, I'm very very happy that they they uh, they let him go out there. I know there, there's some people like, oh, they should stop the fight, you know, and that was after the fourth round. They didn't. He went out there, he got a takedown, and he had some moments, and he almost he almost showed why he's the fucking one of the best to ever fight in this division. You know what I mean? At 43, I had so much hope when he got that takedown and got him out. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he's going to do it, you know? And he didn't. But the fact that we thought that he did after being annihilated for four rounds, that's to go over to shared experience. So, um yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Josh, I had a three-two going into fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was just Glover got robbed. That's what I'm saying. It's, just, it's crazy, dude. I had Glover ten eight the first round. Glover ten eight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, I actually scored the thing a draw. <laughs> wow, man, we might need a rematch. I think we do, but um, yeah, man. I mean, anyways, I mean, as far as Glover goes. Full, full props, incredible career, and could not be, uh, can't be any happier for, uh, for him to be able to finally hang it out, hang it up, and for him to kind of go out on his own terms. Cause like I said, and this is something I've always said on the show, is like, dude, most of my fighters leave getting really fucked up. And even though he lost in this one, it's a performance he can at least be proud of and be like, you know what? I stayed in there against a young lion, somebody who's like 15 years younger than me. This fight was short notice too, you know, if you guys remember correctly. Got made like four weeks ago, so yeah, I mean you gotta give him complete fucking props and it, it was almost uh Josh, it was almost uh Luke Rock Holt esque, you know. As I said, uh, yeah, to an extent. A little bit different because I think I mean, the title was on the line, Glover was kind of in a better place in his career. Well yeah, to... Glover we I mean we expected Glover to win, and this is just an unfortunate beatdown that we did not expect. I think everybody expected Rockhold to get fucked up, and whenever he didn't, it was like, Oh, Wow, like holy fuck! Like he's actually got, you know, he's got some, he's got it left, you know. He's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. And we'll be talking about Luke Rockhold in a couple, in, in you know, a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, I mean, hell of a win in the main event. Any of the, any other final thoughts before we move on from this one? No, I mean, kind of the we talked a lot about Glover there, kind of rally it all back in a little bit. I mean, Jamal Hill, man, I kind of, I kind of 
mentioned it a little bit before, but um, impressive performance, man. I, I just can't wait to see him fight again. I'm super excited to see what the champion do. Uh, whoever it may be against, obviously, uh, I'm assuming obviously on a pay-per-view, I wonder where it'll be at and how later it'll be in a year, if it'll be Uncle Iev or it will be uh, Yuri. I think no matter what, though, everybody, I mean, I think with what we've seen out of Jamal Hill, Josh, I think we can admit that every matchup is interesting at this point. You know, there is no, oh, this guy's kind of, eh, no, I'd rather see this. I think everybody against Jamal, Jamal Hill is uh, is interesting. I agree, because uh, like I said earlier, there's no other way to put it. We were wrong about him. I did not expect him to for the performance that he did, and uh, you got to give full props, because going to Brazil and beat a legend like Clover Teixeira and beat him in the fashion like that. Also, we didn't even say this, Josh. First contender series alumni UFC champ winner. Our first UFC champ from the contender series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that's that's obviously history as well, you know. And uh, I believe he was the third one to get a crack, right? Because it was uh, Alex Perez and Natalia Santos and then Jamal Hill. So um, kind of surprised it took this long, honestly. I mean, what's he's really on now? Six, seven? I mean, you know, a couple yeah. of Brazilian contender series in there too. Well, you know, the crazy thing is uh, Jabal Hill hasn't even been around that long compared to some of the other people. Yeah. True. Yeah, I've kind of you know contender series. They're not actually looking for talent; they're kind of just looking for bodies. So it makes sense that it takes that long. But uh, I mean, yeah. granted though, I feel like earlier in those earlier days, Josh didn't have an issue getting more project fighters. You know what I mean? Guys who knew they were going to take a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. Where now they kind of get a lot of guys who kind of have a pretty established record. Like, they're going to be, you know, your Yeah, they're just, at this point, they're just looking for people to put on cards. Yeah. Like, and I don't really, yeah. I mean, we had guys like Chidi and Jaquani who came to the contender. I mean, Josh, he could have yeah, signed he, 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 he had like a five-year run in Bellator, so. And I think Andre Fialo, too. Yeah. Uh Fucking, what's, I mean, it was another one off the top of my head that comes to that. I mean, they wanted the guy from fucking... ACA or fucking AC or KS, um, I can't even think your ACB fight. He was like 25 and no one's a contender. He's like, come on, dude. That guy doesn't have to fight a contender. Yeah, right? Game. Fuck it, dude. But anyways, I mean, we probably move on to the Coleman event because, uh, dude, Brandon Moreno getting it done. I'm not, I'm ending, not surprised, motherfuckers. Ending the rivalry with the second win. We're no longer tied at 1-1-1. Brandon Moreno. Yeah, he, uh, he won the war, so to speak, getting a TKO win after the end of the third. Um, look, man, this was dominance. I think that's this this rivalry was weird for a couple of reasons. I think one of it is because fuck, dude, like there were there were four fights. There were two of them where it looked like these two were like the greatest flyweights on the planet, and then there were two other nights where dude figure it looked like he didn't even belong in the same fucking cage with Brandon Moreno, and that's what's so funny. it's kind of bizarre. But uh, look, dude, yeah, full props to the assassin baby getting it done. Give me your thoughts, man. I mean, look, we gotta we gotta talk about the origin of this fight, Josh. Now that we can talk about it as a whole, because the the fucking quadrilogy has concluded, right? And like we always mention, Josh, and this is something you brought up multiple times on the show. People forget how that first fight happened and how we got the second fight. The fight was, you know, uh, Davidson was winning early on. He was hurting Brandon, and then bam, funking some illegal blows, some nut shots. I can't even remember eye pokes, whatever the fuck it was. It was, no, it was a, I believe it was a kick to the dick, good old dick kick. Yeah, fucking yeah, dude, some nut shots. Uh, and, uh, after that fucking point taken away, Brandon comes back in the late, in the last two rounds, makes it a draw. Boom, we get a second fight. It's the first one, uh, the first one was such a banger. Second fight comes around. Brandon looks 
like the fucking greatest play, greatest fucking 125 on the planet in that moment. Dude. He fucking finishes Davidson for great. It would seem like an impossible task at the time. Fucking, yeah, he beating him in every aspect of the, of the fight game. You know, grappling, a stand up, everything, man. The third fight comes around. Adjustments come in out of Davidson. Brandon was a little too cocky for his own good. Fourth fight, we pretty much we got, and I said this on the show, Josh, and fucking. <laughs> I don't know what to edit it. Someone fucking edited a clip of it of me saying in the fucking last show that we need to see what we saw in out of Brandon Moreno, what we saw in that second fight in the fourth fight. And that's what we got. We got mm-hmm. that second fight, Brandon Moreno, in the fourth fight. And that's why he won this fucking fight, man. He was bringing the fucking action. His stand-up was good. The, the fucking – he was winning grappling exchanges. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was also losing some too. Don't get me wrong. But they were, you know, they were going back and forth. It was competitive. I mean, I'm not going to take away from Davidson's capabilities. But, yeah, and we saw what was possible. And it was fucking, you know, it was impressive. And uh, obviously the shot came in, it caused damage to that. And hey, uh, I don't know if you, Josh, knew in the moment, but as soon as I, I, I knew, uh, as soon as he fucking said he got high poke, I'm like, no, 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 that was the knuckle. That was the mm. knuckle, I could just tell. And then once the fight hit the ground and he started going out, I think he had gone into, what was it, side control? I can't even remember, but the fight ended up on the ground and he started hitting him. I saw the eye shut and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to call this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting to me is you you kind of you ran through the history of the, the series right there, and there's one there's one small thing you forgot that I'll, that kind of it's so crazy to think about. The only reason we got the greatest rivalry in flyweight history, the only reason we got four fights between two of the most entertaining fighters to ever compete at 125 pounds, is because Angel, do you remember? Brandon Roy Val dislocated his shoulder in the title limit against Moreno. And that halted the fight, and they called it off because of his injury, and Brandon Moreno got the fucking title shot. And, and I mean, on top of that, Josh, fucking Davidson beat the shit out of Alex Perez. Beat the dog piss. I mean, Jesus Christ. That one, I remember being so excited for that fight, too, because Alex was coming off like a really good win. I can't even think of what it was, but yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy to think about. I and mean, it's, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, I kind of kind of hate to throw myself into this. I was looking up Brandon Moreno's fucking, I was looking at his wiki. And I wanted to make sure that Brandon Royval, because on his wiki just says, you know, he beat Royval by TKO. I couldn't remember. I was like, he did get injured in that one, right? So I, I pulled up, like, the fucking source article that they source on Wikipedia. It's me. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Oh, it's you? I, yeah, it's me. It's just. just wow, Joshua, how fucking cocky are you? I did, it kind of, I did a fucking double take. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he fucking. Yeah, man, just crazy thing about props to Brandon Moreno and just it's crazy thing about the kind of the butterfly effect. If Brandon Royval did not get injured in the Battle of Brandons, just think about crazy things would be. But um, I mean, who knows <laughs> how the fight goes? I mean, you know, because I think there was another round left, right? Or did that end? Uh, the there, first? It, it happened like in the the opening, not the opening seconds of the first round. It happened in the final seconds of the first round, and they called it off when he went to yeah, his corner. That's what it was, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just crazy. But anyways, man, I mean, full props to him. I don't think there's a whole lot to say about this one outside of the fact that, uh, dude, I am as, as happy as I was with Brandon Moreno. I'm so fucking psyched about an Alexander Pantoja trilogy. That's the crazy thing about this for Moreno. He's going from one fucking guy to the other guy. You know what I mean? He got yeah. he got submitted, and he also got uh, decisioned by Pantoja. Well, the crazy one thing song, is he has a second guy after that, too. Who's the second guy after that? Brandon Ravel. Oh shit, you're right, because Brandon's on a good, yeah. 
His guys are lined up. If Brandon Ravel doesn't lose another fight, he has a fucking title shot after Pantosha because we know Pantosha is the next fight. And this is the hardest fight of Brandon, of fucking, of obvious, and we've seen it on paper, of Brandon Moreno's career. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what the crazy thing is, Josh? If Brandon loses, he can get a rematch. <laughs> so these guys could give us a crowd trilogy, too. Yeah. Because this, this is their trilogy. Okay, let's, let's not go too far. <laughs> This, this is a trilogy fight, Josh. You, you didn't even think about that, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, let's but, not go too far, man. Fuck. I mean, don't label it as the second since the first one was on the on the Ultimate Fighter. Dude, you know, <laughs> I brought up Pantoja. The instant thought that I had whenever uh, Figgy said he got eye poked, I'm like, bro, Pantoja about to fucking murder somebody if this fight is <laughs> if this fight's ruled no contest. He might go in the cage himself. <laughs> it's just like it just. Dude, how, how do you think the UFC would have felt if they had to make a fifth fight with these guys? I think it's been pretty clear the UFC does not give a fuck with the rest of the flyweight division, so I don't think they'd care. I love the flyweight division. I, the flyweight division is my probably top three favorite divisions. So, I think it's in the top three. You know, for yeah. the 200th episode, we should rank our divisions and by most favorite to least favorite. Not not talking shit about, you know, the bottom division. The fighters themselves, but, you know. Yeah, no. It's actually, it's a good idea. For, for, for instance, uh, just ones that we think are the most enjoyable, you know? That's a good idea. We should, you know, I was thinking about either doing that for 200, or we can do a flyweight fantasy draft. I think flyweight fantasy would be interesting. Women, women, women and men? <laughs> Ooh. Well, let's talk about the software. But regardless... Well, it's because it's, it's like one of the few that you could do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the software, because I think that there's a... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's some, there's some good shit we can do. But anyways, but anyways to go back to the co event, yeah, hell of a win, man. Uh, excited to see what happens next from Reno. Happy for Pantoja to finally get that shot. We got to talk about Davidson, Josh. Moving up to 135. Yeah. We got to talk about that real quick because obviously I'm interested to see what's going to happen there because Davidson's in a terrible position. Really fucking bad one, in my opinion. I mean, you got a 35-year-old guy, and even though you're moving up to bantamweight because the cut's getting harder because you're you know, older and now you're fighting a flyweight. I don't know, man. I feel like a bantamweight, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for him. Who does he fight, though? I think that's, like, the more important question. Because you can't give him, like... Song Yudong. You think he fights Song Yudong? I feel like that's too low, man. Well, okay, like a rising contender against the former champion coming off a loss? Moving up a weight class? It's I mean, a could... really good test for both. Oh, dude, I was thinking, like, Dom Cruz. I'm going to lie to you. That's a good pick, too. That's a good pick. I mean, they're, they're right next to each other. I mean, I, can't, I guess I can't really hit on your pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Rob Font at number six, Josh. I mean, that's another one coming. Isn't Rob Font coming off a win? Or is it a loss? Rob Font just knocked out Damon Jackson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, I'm pretty sure he's coming off a win. Interesting. So, I mean, Rob Font's not another bad shout. I mean, that's a hell of a fight. Pat, you're telling me Davis Freer or Rob Font doesn't get your cock moving? Anyway, so next up on the card... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to do me like that. Josh Gilbert Burns. Gosh, I will get his canceled right now on this show. I prefer if you didn't. Josh, wait till I see you next time, Josh. Wait till I see you next time. Oh, you'll be fucking done. Uh, anyways, Gilbert Burns defeating I, Neil Magny via I, arm triangle choke. I, I, yeah, I mean, we kind of knew going into this one, man, that uh, there was a very good chance that uh, Gilbert could just show up and kind of wreck, wreck house because, uh, Neil's kind of getting, obviously Neil's up there because they're around the same age, but I, I don't know, man. There's just, there's a, there's levels at 170. And, uh, Gilbert Burns showed that he's a level above Neil Magnet. Not even close, man. What do you think? 
impressive. I, it was quick. I, I mean, I thought it was going to be a very drawn out fight. I thought it could potentially go to a decision. But uh, no, that was not the case at all, man. I mean, Gilbert Burns just came out here and submitted this motherfucker in the words of uh, Eddie Bravo. Yeah, he did go out there and submit that motherfucker. Super. Yeah, pretty. I mean, honestly, dude, I feel like we all kind of expected Gilbert Burns win. I'd not expect to be that fucking lopsided. Super, you know, super impressed. Do you know it had been like four or five years since Gilbert had, had gotten a submission? Like something crazy like that? There was something they brought up on the on the broadcast. Uh, yeah, it's actually been a while. Yeah. Especially for a guy, I mean, look, I mean, we're talking jiu-jitsu, like tournaments and shit he's done, I mean, obviously a different story, but as far as like, just MMA and jail. Oh, fuck me, dude. It was the last time he uh, got a sub, it was a lightweight. He wasn't even a welterweight yet. Yeah, 2019. Mike, Mike Davis. Davis. Who? He's killing it. He's killing it right now, yeah. I feel like I haven't heard of him in a minute, but he actually fell in October, so never mind. He's on a little 3-5 win streak, yeah. I forgot he beat Alexei Kachenko. That's a guy that I forgot existed, too. Kachenko I'm so was... excited for that motherfucker. I'm so excited for him to fight in PFL, and that never's going to happen ever. Damn. Anyways, man. Uh, yeah, so great win by Gilbert Burns, man. And uh, he said that he wants Colby Covington. He called that Colby? Jorge? Not Jorge anymore? Called, uh, he said he's done with Jorge. He's tried to fight Jorge. Who's, gonna fight... Who's Jorge going to fight, Josh? I mean... Connor? Especially like Leon Edwards? No, I mean, I, it, Jorge's in the weird position because I think, like, most people don't realize, I think he's going to get, like, a really, I'm not saying a really easy matchup. He's going to get either a big matchup or he's going to get a tune-up next. Because the UFC, before his fight with Colby, they gave him a lot of money. They gave him, like, a really big deal. Like, um, I think it was, like, a six-fight deal that made him, like, the at the time, the second highest paid behind Connor. God damn. Well, so they got they got more they got more stuff to do. So it's Connor Jones Cambridge? From my understanding, yeah. Obviously, we don't have those actual numbers, but we could only assume. No, I mean, if you look at what, what's 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 popping in the welterweight division right now, who who we got ranked, man? We got Marvel's eleven, Kiesa's twelve, Maggie's thirteen, Pahea fourteen. Yeah, I don't. Even... Dude, why why don't they? You know what they should do? Kiesa fucking Gamebred rematch at welterweight. We'll just run that shit back. See, I'd actually be down for that, but the issue is I don't think most people would. You know, uh, fuck, I mean, I guess the issue is, you, look, cause the thing uh, is, you got to have Jorge on a pay-per-view, and he's going to have to come main event if it's not for a title. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling you. So that's what I'm saying. They're close in the rankings. There's some history there. You know, the press conference will be good. Some shit talk. You know what I mean? I don't know. Or Luke, Luke and Masvidal, I mean, you know they're going to bring the action. You know they're going to try to fucking knock each other out. You know Luke will feed into the stand-up. I don't know. You know, uh, we could always do BMF, NM, NMF, you know, nicest motherfucker, Wonderboy. You know, Wonderboy would be down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's options, you know. And, I mean, if, if fucking Jorge wins that, number six ranking for Jorge, he jumps from 11 to 6. You could put that on a – you could very easily put Wonderboy – Jorge Masvidal, co-main event on any fucking pay-per-view. I just gave the UFC two great fucking options. Hunter Campbell, call me, motherfucker. Call me. Yeah, I think Ainge just laid that out for you guys. I think you should go ahead and give <laughs> you guys should go ahead and give him a call, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm actually down for that. Like I said, I am down for that. I don't know if it'll happen because I think KS is not necessarily a 
a huge name. He's coming off a couple losses, and whenever you're at that, uh, I don't know, man. I think I think Gamebread Gamebread's the type of guy to he's probably gonna want to fight another huge name. You know, who is? That I'd be cool if Kiesa gets a nod. Don't get me wrong, because Kiesa's a guy like he's been around for a long time, never fought for a title, never gotten really a money fight. He's just kind of around, and I'd be down to see him get a high profile fight. You know, well, you know the best case scenario for Jorge is probably like Leon losing and him fighting Leon. Yeah, I think most people forget that they were actually scheduled to fight um, on the Poirier-Olivera uh, card. So, they definitely, I mean, people act like Masvidal's ducked him since then. Like, no, they've tried to make that fight, just did not work out at times. So, I mean, I, I think that's the only way that fight's going to happen nowadays. Oh, yeah, true. Well, but I saw Leon talk about it. He's like, I really hope he actually goes out there and wins a fight so we can fucking book it, you know? Like, book it for the title, because that'd be huge for me, you know? So... Like I, yeah, I mean, like I said, Josh. I mean, I I think that the UFC really got to think about options. I think the best option, like if they really want to push Jorge to potentially get a title shot, is him fighting Wonder Boy because Wonder Boy six and he's eleven. You know that one, the possibility of him fighting Wonder Boy, I don't think that would go as well as you'd hope. <laughs> you know, we already saw him get fucked up by Wonder Boy, and that was years ago when they were both closer to the primes. I mean, shit, both of them are kind of, you know, kind of out the door, so. Yeah. I, mean. I don't know, we'll see. I, I could easily see him giving, I could easily see Mazal against somebody like Nick Diaz or something. Like a tune-up fight, you know? A tune-up against a big name, that's kind of rare, you know? What I'm saying, though, but I, I, I just don't think those, those names make sense. Like, I think, like, if you're gonna do a big name, the most, the one who makes the most sense is Connor, but outside of that, though, you gotta give him, there, you, you, you're, you don't have a lot of options, that's what I'm saying. Yeah? Yeah, that's true. So I'm telling you, I think Wonder Boy and Luke. Oh, that's why I said he's in such yeah, a so. weird spot. You know? hey, a very weird spot. That's why I gave the best possible fucking options, my guy. Yeah. Well, we'll see if, if Mick gives you the call. and. Uh, well, that motherfucker better pay me, bro. Yeah, I was about to say, he has to give you some fucking royalties, dude. Josh, I'm fucking eating stage, drinking beers here in the fucking U.S. I want my fucking respect, Josh. Angel wants fucking money. Angel wants money. So yeah, we'll see if that if that kid's booked next, you know. Um, but anyways, man, um next up on the card, interesting fight. A lot of people upset about this one. Just a guy on Drodge beating the um well, I mean nearly murdering Lauren Murphy on pay on pay per view. Um This was sad, man, to watch and was sad to read the fucking MMA Twitter too. I think the worst part about this fight is that stylistically we knew that this was almost definitely was going to happen, and um, you could have bet your life on this fucking fight, dude. Like I'm not trying to be mean to Lauren Murphy or anything. I love Lauren Murphy a lot, dude. Like she's I, an awesome, I'm, she's the she's the definition of an awesome, awesome story, dude. She is an awesome story, and she also has that fucking dog in her. And I even remember in the first round, like they were like, "Oh, she's getting like they." From by the way, I do think commentary was a little bit over dramatic. They were. They were. They were absolutely. She, dude, she got her own licks in. You gotta give her props. Like, I think people should rewatch. Like, yeah, she got tagged a lot, but there was moments where she traded with her in the exchange. She was getting hit and she was hitting right back, dude. Yeah, so I, fuck- I, I, I was busy at the time, so I didn't watch this fight live. I just saw the reaction on Twitter. Yeah. And then I watched it the next day and I was like, oh. Like, I, like, I expected a, a fucking Holloway cater level beatdown. Instead, it was just, you know, Lord it, well, I mean, I mean, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like super far from that either, though. You know what I mean? No, and I think Andrade took her foot off the gas in the third too. Yeah, I mean, if she if she would have, I think if she dropped her one time, we would have been like, 
Yeah. But anyways, man, I mean, just this did not need to go on for as long as it did. Like I said, I don't, I don't think, I think commentary was a little bit overdramatic, but they were correct in the assessment, the fact that uh, this fight was not going to change. Like that, there was no way for. I mean, I'm I mean, no way. But like, I'm, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to call out the the commentary, right? You know, Paul Feather, John Anik, Joe. I didn't have Joe Rogan, did they? No, they had a DC. They had a DC. Wasn't the biggest fan of this this commentary, dude. Not gonna lie, I was a bit unsatisfied. If I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm these days. I'm generally upset at commentary. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I just thought it was genuinely bad. It was. It like, was very bad. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to be a dick, right? Obviously, these guys have fought. The two of the guys have fought. John Anik been around the game a long time. I don't think John Anik is bad because you know he's you know he's college commentary, right? I think John Anik is the most consistently good person on the on like as a part of the booth, honestly. Yeah, so. It's not him that I ever have an issue with. It's it's generally DC and, and Rogan, and sometimes they'll get too much in their own heads, and they'll just, like, yeah. they'll focus on narratives and not talk about what the fuck is actually happening in front of them. Yeah, no, like I said, I was a little... We need, I feel like we need a new face. I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, agree. I, I, I've, I, dude, I've wanted this for a while. I love to see Anthony Smith do commentary. I know he does analysis, but I'd love to see him try to do commentary. I know that's obviously hard. He's an active fighter. Uh... I think Bisping has actually gotten really good at commentary, dude. I've always been a fan of Bisping. Yeah. I, I, I look. I'll be honest, Rush. For a long time, I wasn't always the biggest fan. But fair. I, I mean, I. But in recent times, though, with with kind of like my dissatisfaction, it's gotten better. I honestly think the best combo right now might be Felder, uh, Bisping, and Anik. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they should. I honestly think they should give Senko the shot, dude. I, I like Senko's commentary. She's very smart. She's very analytical. She brings a uh, she says a lot of smart stuff. Uh, I honestly think she deserves a shot uh, at the desk. I'd love to see her with a Paul Felder, Anik, and and herself set up. I think that'd be a really nice team. I only th- well, I'm not gonna lie. I think she would only work with those people though. Maybe Rogan. I think her Rogan and uh, Anik would do, but uh, I feel like a little bit would be missing there. I don't know, but I, I don't think her Bisping or her and Cruz and Anik would be like my most favorite combos, you know? Yeah, I think that right now the UC is pretty happy with their with their setup. And I, I get it, because I don't have, like, I don't hate their commentary booths. Like, I don't, I don't hate them. It's just, like, there are certain nights where it'll be, like, Rogan in D.C. will just... That's my, that's my biggest issue, I feel like. It's probably Rogan in D.C. just generally. And when they're a duo, they can either be really fun or the worst commentators ever. Mm-hmm. In D.C., I feel like it's starting to even on his own with other people, he's starting to become. You know what? You know, you know how I could uh, kind of compare this, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody. But it, it almost sounds like if we were doing the commentary, Josh. Like, not gonna lie, it almost sounds like two fans doing the commentary. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's not the best way to put it. And for some people, that's a that's a bonus. Yeah, and no, some it, days it, I like it. It, it can it's, be, yeah. I just don't think this was that night. You know, I, like I said, respect to the fighters, respect to DC, respect to Paul Felder, respect to John Attic, but this. I don't know. I, I I just thought a little bit over dramatization. There's a little bit of uh, uh, you know, like yeah, Laura Murphy's very clearly losing, but I, I don't think it has to be like fully put out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like oh, this fight is over, just should be stopped. Stop the fight, you know? Like I, I get it. I I obviously understand it, but. I don't know. You know, I I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know what I could ask more out of them, but it it just wasn't my, I don't know, just unsatisfied. 
Yeah. It, and it's not the first time I've had my gripe with DC on the show, though, Josh. Either. We've talked about this in the past. You know, about how sometimes they'll just folk. Like, for example, like, this is just a good. There's, for example, I can think of the top of my head. Uh, Jan O'Malley. You remember, like, whenever we watched that? And it was just like, oh, Jan, oh, we got the takedown. Like, this is huge. He's got the takedown. He's doing nothing with it. But, you know, it's, oh, he's winning this fight right now. Like, like, people, like, they wonder why fucking fans are uh, uneducated about stuff. Because they're not even fucking educated. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's just kind of just two bros hanging out. And at times that can be fun, but, like, they say a lot of stupid shit. And especially DC and Rogan. Like, I don't And that's why fucking even Dom Cruz called him out, like, a year or two ago, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I think we spent enough time on it. But, yeah, I thought commentary was pretty bad on Saturday. Okay, so um, I, I, I just think they need a new person, someone to add a little bit, you know, and I don't know, bring bring a new look. You know, I think that's yeah. what they really need. I mean, who who was the last, the last person they like added was who? Was it Paul Felder or Bisping? I, I think it was Paul. well Felder, Paul full time, right? Because he had been doing it in and out, in and out, right, for a little bit. Yeah, I don't think Paul became full time until like well, he, well, yeah. well, until he retired, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know, man, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they, they change some stuff up. But in the opening final of the card, just, well, this last one, we got to go and knock out of the way. Dude, Johnny Walker, I mean, we talk about a, a guy who has had some ups and downs, came in firing, but lost a couple fights here and there, had a rough streak, got knocked out by Jamal Hill. We're like, oh, shit, it's, he might be out of the UFC soon. Back-to-back demolition jobs, just easily dispatched to the Inkadulaba and Paul Craig. Easy knockout win. What are your thoughts? I mean, run the clip. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I mean, look, this, this was to be expected, Josh. You, can you tell me you imagine this fight going any other way? No disrespect to Paul, you know, Paul, uh, Paul Craig, right, once again. Gotta, gotta give my dues. But, I mean, what outcome did you see besides this, Josh? I expected him to get finished early on in the first round. Hmm. I did not think this fight would see the scorecards. I thought it was going to look. Maybe fucking Johnny Walker makes a mistake, jumps into his guard, gets submitted for a second round. Either that or fucking Johnny Walker finishes in the first. Most likely, maybe the second, but I'm assuming the first. Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that this fight was going to be a tale of, uh, what is it? It was either going to go easily lopsided in either direction, and it just so happened to be Johnny Walker's night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul Craig got him down. I mean, it could be GG, but he couldn't get him down. He got knocked the fuck out. That's kind of the way it was always going to go, you know? Um, and I feel bad for Paul Craig, man. But at the same time, Johnny Walker, he goes out there, he wins, and guess what he does, Angel? He brought back the worm, my guy. He brought it back, <laughs> you know? So happy for him, man. Who do you think he should fight next? Oh, man. Let me pull up the power rankings here that I'm looking at. I have him already. Uh-huh. Um, oh man, so he's, right, uh, they haven't been updated, have they, or did they just get updated? They, they will be updated in a couple of hours. No, 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 Paul Craig just went down too, I'm pretty sure he got updated. Okay, well, Johnny Walker's sitting at eight, fuck, Anthony Smith, Anthony Smith's waiting in the wing, Johnny Walker didn't take a lot of damage, let's run it back. Anthony Smith needs an opponent here in a few, what, weeks, months? Yeah. Let's do that. Boom, there you go. There you go. I, I think that, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I like that. Run it, baby. I like that too. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm assuming I do Krylov or Anthony Smith's Krylov, but I think it's one of those three guys in any combination. And then sometime soon, in the next few days, we'll see uh, Glover out of the rankings. He's still in them as of now. Dustin Jacoby just moved in at 15 again. 
I think because he was out of them. I remember them. I guess he was already in them. I don't know what's going on here. But uh, we'll see who comes in. Yeah, I mean, I, I like both those matchups, honestly, man. I think Johnny Walker is the ultimate guy where um, it's kind of, now that he's back on the right track, I'm excited to see what he does. He, we, if, he, if he can just maintain this level, you know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to watch. If he just maintains this level where he's currently at and continues improving, like he does have the size and the skill and uh, he can fucking crack too. It's going to be interesting. But um, anyways, man. As far as the undercard goes, there were some fun moments of a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of fucking finishes too. But uh, what do you what, what fights do you most want to talk about from the undercard? I mean, we got to kind of talk about these guys together, Josh. The Bonfim brothers. Holy fuck, they came out of nowhere. I did not do my research enough on these kids. I saw them. Uh, I saw the names. I was like, okay, interesting. I don't know anything about them. Fucking both got finishes. Both in fucking. Unique and devastating fashion uh, on Terrence McKinney, Munir Lizez, who, man, I got a feel for Munir Lizez, man. His introduction into the UFC was such a fun fight to me. I love that first performance. Hasn't been able to kind of fully recreate that since then. Lost to Worley Alvis. He got a win over Anglo Zula. Obviously just got submitted by Gabriel Bonfim, but just how it goes. And we got to talk about T-Rex. Uh, we saw good spirits afterwards. He was actually hanging out with one of the, with uh, Ismail, uh, I think they were drinking uh, by, by, by the pool the day after, so, you know, no hard feelings, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, by the way, did you see the shit Barstool said? The whole, that I, whole shit? I, I saw that uh, Terrence responded. I didn't see exactly what the response was. So, um, they were, one of their writers, Jack, I can't think of his last name, it doesn't really matter. They're, they just, I don't give a shit about the Barstool people, but anyways, it was, it, one of their, one of the guys picked against Terrence. And Terrence made a joke, like, it's all good. They, like, they made, they picked against him in, like, the replies of oh, like, yeah, I one remember. of his tweets. He said I, he was I saw this. Yeah, and he said, it's all good. Barstool doesn't, Barstool doesn't actually know about sports, so it's okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And then, uh, Terrence lost, and then they posted Terrence McKinney, who said Barstool Sports doesn't know anything about sports, is knocked out at USC 283. And I'm like, what a bunch of fucking losers, man. Like, <laughs> Uh, this is my always advice. Is my is any aspiring media people out there? First of all, don't take the job. Second of all, um, don't make the story about yourself. Like that's the first rule, you know. Um, and then thirdly, don't talk shit about people's fighting ability. That can most definitely fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like that's just the dumbest shit to me. Like, do you think you're do better against fucking one of the Bond fame brothers than fucking Terrence McKinney, my guy? Like, come on, man. Like, um, fucking, you know. So- you know yeah, something, Josh? Yeah. Sign me. I'm just kidding. Sign you up? Oh shit! All right. Uh, well, no, I'd almost get. I honestly, you, you saw how long that fight took to take. Cut that down by like ninety five percent. That's how long it takes them to finish me. Maybe mm-hmm. even ninety eight on a good day or on a bad day. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, definitely, uh, definitely some inter- an interesting story there. But yeah, just fucking stupid. But yeah, I gotta give credit to those two brothers. We gotta even talk about Shogun Hua because. Oh my god, the most predictable thing happened. He was <laughs> fucking battered and knocked out in the first round by Ilho Pateria. Shocking. There was no way to expect that was gonna happen. And then his uh his uh his his boy did a Fortnite dance afterwards. But but beyond the fight, I have zero interest in discussing this fight. It, it, honestly, but 
But he retired. I mean, you know, we need to we yeah, we need to talk about Shogun retiring. Give me your thoughts on him deciding to hang it up and ultimately the impact. Because I said it last week. I mean, you're talking about one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever step in this sport, man. I mean, this Shogun who is true, absolute legend, man. I mean, dude, for a period of time from fuck Josh, what was it like from 2002 to 2000? What fucking seven? He was the most dangerous man on the planet. I'd argue it was probably it was even probably smaller amount of time than that. It was probably like 2000, 2002 to like. Well, you you could probably tighten the frame, but it was yeah, you tighten the frame. I'd say probably from like 2002 to like 2006, maybe. And I even think he lost in that time span to like. But still, though, that's only one loss. I, I don't like, know. Yeah. He lost to yeah. Mark Coleman or some shit like that. Regardless, though, I mean, fuck me, dude. What a what a fucking sick career. I mean, he's fought since we've been alive, Josh. Essentially, yeah. 2002 was his debut. And he's fought everybody. Yeah, 42 new, fights. Tons new of and old. New and old, dude. New and old and... Fuck, man. 12-1 and one in pride. I mean, that's fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, only lost to Mark Coleman in pride. I mean, that's... Fuck, dude. That's that's so sick. And the fucking Mark he, Coleman was a fucking unit back then, too. So. Well, in that fight, he only lost because of... Uh, his arm broke. Yeah. yeah. His arm broke, yeah. So... I mean, even then, that could have been fucking avoided, right? Well, not not avoided, but you know, who knows how, you know, yeah. wreck, who knows how the fight plays out, right? Forty nine seconds in, breaks his arm on trying to stuff to take down. I mean, crazy. But anyways, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking legend, dude, uh, an absolute beast of the game. And the, dude, this is this is the thing that I've been like trying to stress to people that to kind of like tell people about how badass Shogun who is, dude. Like, I've been watching MMA and, and I've been watching MMA for like over a decade now. Like like I said, I kinda got into it after UFC one forty one, which I believe was Lesnar over him, and then I got hardcore hooked at Jones Cormier. That's kind of my fandom. That's my fandom story in a nutshell. Ever dude, since I've been watching MMA, Shogun Who has been told. Like <laughs> he's old since I've been watching. And he's just now retiring. Like, his knees have been fucked forever. He's he's lost a lot of explosiveness, but yet he's just such an old, gritty veteran that he's won fights. We're not that far removed from him having, like, a pretty decent win streak. Um, Just absolutely crazy that, that he was still fighting up until now. I hate this booking. I've said that a million times, and, then, you know, we knew it was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, first round knock going for Dale Hope and Terry, yeah, so good for him. Uh, by the way, dude, fucking – show the meanest soccer stops in all of MMA. Right? 100%. I mean, 100%. Fucking savage. Yeah, absolutely savage. Speaking of savages, Bruno Fajaya. God damn. I mean... <laughs> this guy's a fucking unit, by the way. He looks like, uh... You know he reminds me of? Not not necessarily same... Dude, I, I don't know. Same kind of vibe in there kind of like this juggernaut is uh Apollo a little bit not not you know what I mean mm-hmm. just like a a physical you know presence obviously mm-hmm. not it maybe he doesn't seem as shredded or as cut but you know what I mean there's like I don't know there's this aura mm-hmm. yeah man I mean I mean, you gotta go ahead and, I mean, he was what, like the biggest, one of the biggest underdogs on the card, or the biggest underdog on the card? Which is wild, cause he had won every fight in the first round before this. And, People, hey. is still winning every fight in the first round. Yeah, if I knew that, I mean, look, I'll admit it, I was kind of detached from this card, like I, I was just kind of like, admittedly going through the motions for some of these, like, a lot, some of these other prelims fights, I just don't really pay attention to them until it's like, oh, like they're, 
they're killing it, so now I gotta pay attention to this guy. If I knew this motherfucker had won every single fight in the first round, those plus nine hundred odds would have looked way spicier than I thought they were, even even then, you know, like same dude, like I told you. I mean look, at the end of the day, I'm sure some people would be like, Well don't you guys fucking watch the dude, look, you know how many fucking fighters there are on the UFC roster? It <laughs> sometimes I dude, there's there's people I bring up that you motherfuckers don't even know. You know? So, yeah, this is this is literally like But but it's nice to learn though. Now we know. Now we know who to keep an eye on, motherfucker. Watch me. You know, that's that's nice. This is the kind of statement you like to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's definitely um I don't know man. It was it was a hell of a win. You gotta give him full props. Probably like one of the biggest I mean, it was the biggest upside of the card, but he moves to un like he's still undefeated. And I, in hindsight I had shit. <laughs> I regret not betting on it, put it like that. But uh, same, same. Yeah, I would have too. I would have. I knew I would have been like, oh, but they're not. Exactly. I well, voted Gregory Rodriguez, but I learned my lesson. Right. Um, also on the undercard, our boy Tiago Moises picking up a submission win, back to back wins for him. Only twenty seven years old, which just does not seem real to me, considering he's been in the UFC for like six years, seven years. I didn't. I had no idea how young he was when he got in, but um. He's rallying back, man, which is nice to say. Really? I mean, honestly, couldn't be happier for that kid, dude. I mean, he's he's the definition. Like, there's a lot of guys who say they'll fight anybody. There's a whole bunch, almost, There's also a whole lot of fake tough guys in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. says they'll fight everybody. But uh, Tiago Moises will actually fight everybody. He, he's scheduled to fight Guram Kudeladze in this one. Nobody wants to fight Guram. He fought Joel Alvarez. Still will continue to fight him after he missed weight by, like, five pounds. He fought Islam Makachev. Nobody would have fought Makachev. Like Alexander Hernandez, Bobby Green, Michael Johnson, Demir Ismagulov, Benil Dariush. This guy is By the way, out of all those people, too, in recent time, probably had one of the better performances against Islam, too. Just kind of Took crazy. his back. Had some moments. Yeah. A 27-year turn. Imagine four more years. Maybe if they rematch, who knows what could happen, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'd be great to know that's a four-year-older Islam, but at the same time, though, imagine what a four-year-older Islam could gain, too. That's true. But this motherfucker, dude, this guy's been going trial by fire. So, I mean, fuck me. 27 but, years old in that but, resume. But, you know, Josh, if you look at it, though, that's that's the guys who have been forced in the UFC who have become, I mean, think about Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. You know what I mean? Some of those mm-hmm. guys were fucking forced in the UFC, dude, who had all their fights were against dogs. You know what I mean? Every fight was hard. Every guy was not easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they just... And uh, Charles, fucking Charles Oliveira too, you know. Yeah. Been in, been in it since they were young. I mean that that is that is the guys who you like down the line. Those hard ass fights, those fucking camps, the fucking you know long ass win streaks you got to get on, pay the fuck off. I mean that's what it takes. And Diago Moses, I'm not saying he's going to be that guy, but he could be. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's very, very interesting to me. He's got to keep an eye on if maybe you're somebody who's listening to this show and you're like, oh, I don't pay much attention to, like, maybe not, like, headliners or top guys because, like, see, he's a bad motherfucker, man. He's a bad motherfucker. He's been around for a long time. And uh, it's crazy to me that, like, this kid's this young and he's, like, like I ran down his resume a minute ago. Just imagine, like, 27 years old. That's fucking crazy. So, anyways, man, um, hell of a win by him. Happy to see him back in the win column, back to back. We'll see if he can get a a big uh, big matchup next. But, um, anyways, Jelton Almeida finally faced Jamil Durimov, and it went the way we expected, man. 
arguably the greatest guy in uh, in, in MMA right now in terms of like pure prospects. Man, him and Muhammad Makayev, my guy. But he's going a little harder though. He's kind of speed running this shit. I mean, how many fights is that in calendar year? It's a lot. I mean, let's let's look at this right now, dude. February fifth of last year, first win. Parker Porter, fucking what is that? May, uh, Antun Turukuji, Turukaji. November, and then January, Shamil. I mean, that's an active year, dude. Yeah, very very active. I mean, he, he's a guy. What's his stat? I think he's. Uh, I think he broke Hamzat's record, dude. Um, for what? For like these punches absorbed. Yeah, I'm pretty really? sure. Really? Well, I think technically, because like it's a different record, because I think it's like last four fights in there included. Like Hamzat went up a lot because of the fucking um, the Burns fight, so that that's why it's a bit different, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did break the record. I mean, he's been dominant. He's been dominant. I He's interesting to me because I expect him to, like, whichever division he wants, really, I expect him to win in. <laughs> like, to become, like, a ranked guy in and just whatever he wants to do at either light heavyweight or heavyweight, I expect him to do. You know what I mean? Well, like, he, he has not. everywhere. He, dude, he's has not, not even, not even just, like, been unbeaten. He has not not won a fight by finish. In five years. <laughs> Every single fight for the last five years, not only one, it's been a finish before the third round. That's some shock bot numbers right there. That dude. is. That's fucking insane. I mean, obviously, David Shotgun's never lost a fight, which is scarier, but still scary. Yeah, man. Who do you want to see him fight, Josh? Actually, who do you want to see Jelson fight at 205 and 265? Well, let me pull up the rankings, my guy. I kind of want to see the UC just say fuck it and do the rare thing and actually, like, push somebody in two divisions. Oh, dude, Ryan, I'd like to see him fight Ryan's band. I'd be down for... Or Vulcan. I think... Shit, where where was... uh? Okay, so we just got ranked at heavyweight 14. He's going to go down to light heavyweight next. I think... um. I think Vulcan would make sense. He's coming off a win. He has good takedown defense. Veteran at this point. Heavyweight, I want to see. Oh my god, Angel. Can you imagine? I don't, I don't want to see him do it because it's too early in their careers, but could you imagine if they did Jailton versus Romanov? Oh! Uh, I don't know. Oh! Romanov coming off a loss. No. Oh, I mean, yeah, but that was a really close fight though. Dude, if Marcin Ty- Tyburo wins, I think Hyatt and Amita should fight him. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. That or fuck it, dude. If Volkov's available, give him Volkov. Mm-hmm. Or your Zinio at that. Okay, they're just coming off one win, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't really matter, but you know what I mean. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, he has a lot to work. I mean, he can move up quicker in heavyweight than he could at two five. I will say that. In my personal opinion, I don't know if you disagree with that. But. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I'm down for whatever he wants to do personally. I think you could fast track at 265. I think you could absolutely fast track him at 265 and 205. Fuck it. Do we know the if he has a... divisions are weak as fuck, man? We just saw Jamal Hill win. <laughs> God, Josh. Jamal Hill was fucking like unranked a year ago, man. Do, do, do we know if he has a preference? Like, does, does he is he just doing? I haven't seen he wants extra fight. Yeah. 
Dude, yeah, at one point you fought at middleweight, by the way. It was early on in his career, and then he made up the move to light heavyweight. I wonder if he's... I don't know. I guess I don't know. I wonder if he's just wanting to bounce back and forth, or maybe he kind of like is taking these opportunities because he's, you know, want because you know he's has a chance and is making money. Which, by the way, how did made some fucking good money? I mean, he got a fifty k bonus this fight, and uh if he had a four fight deal, he's on. He's due to fucking renew his contract too. So, not a bad deal, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy for him, man. I really, really am. Um Yeah. Interested to see what he does next. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, we spent. This is probably the longest recap we've ever done, Angel. I'm not really. We've been going for 55 minutes, so I think we should probably speed it up a little bit. Uh, Nicholas Dolly picked up a win. I mean, Josh, um, there's no fucking MMA this weekend, dude. Come that's on. true. That's don't true. lie to the fans, Josh. If you know, we got, a lot, we got a lot of news, though. We got a lot of news. I know, but we'll fly through that. Ain't Angel, I got a deadline. I got a deadline to hit. I got to get out of here. No, but um, you got time, motherfucker. I know, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, Nicholas Dolly picked up a win. Happy for him. I was a li- dude. I mean. Don't fight in Brazil if you're not Brazilian. That's all I'm going to say. The fact that it was a split decision, I mean, fuck off. But um, Cody Stamon picked up a win. Solid win for him. Um, and did you watch Joseph Nunes. Huh? Did you watch the Cody Stamon fight? I did. Dude, that was a good performance. I like that was. fight a lot. Yeah. He's a guy that's so interesting to me. Cause he's never been – he's like the perfect gatekeeper, I feel like. And I hate to say it because, like, that's kind of like some people think that's like an insult, but, like, if you look at his resume, I mean, he beat this kid who I believe is very young in his UFC career. Prior to this, he faced Eddie Wineland whenever Eddie was, like, on the verge of retirement. Saeed, when Saeed was coming up, Marab, when he was coming up, Jimmy, when he was, like, you know, kind of like a veteran trying to get back into title contention. I mean, he's just a perfect – he's the perfect gatekeeper. I know it's not what a lot of people want in their career, but, like, yeah, not a bad place to be in either. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I just want to bring him up because he's an interesting guy, man, because – he cuts a lot of weight for what? I know that for a fact. I mean, I forgot. He's one of those. I remember seeing one of those stats of like rehydrations, how much guy weighed in, and he had like a substantial percentage. If I, remember. I mean, he was up there with Michael Chandler, uh, if I remember right. I think he might even bit above Michael Chandler, which is even crazy. And on top of that, his actual fight style, Josh, he moves a lot, like a fucking a lot. You know, his movement is is really fun to watch. I I actually find him really entertaining to fight or watch him fight. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. He's a very fun guy. Very fun guy. But I, Not, I want to go and yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, a fight I did not expect to be like as fun as it was. Josie Nunes taking on Zara Farn dos Santos. Zara Far Zara Farn dude like she first her first couple of UFC fights her just getting absolutely annihilated. She gets the call back here taking on somebody who's a foot shorter than her. Now she granted she did lose, but it was a fun fight, man. I mean Josie Nunes said she wanted a title shot. I don't think it was a title shot worthy performance, but a uh, very fun fight, man. I mean, did you, see, did you catch that one? I, I have funny enough. This is like one of the few fights I missed. I Damn. wanted to watch it. It's a fun fight, man. It was much, much funner than I expected. But I picked, I picked her to win. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but many, uh, yeah, you, you see how much size Tyson. matters, dude. No, she's Mini Tyson, bro. She's Mini Tyson. Yeah, man, you really see us. You really got to see how much size matters, though, because like, Zara Farm was beating her ass in the first round, but she gassed out. Uh, Mainly I mean, just because Josie Nunes is just apparently unstoppable. Uh, I wonder if Josie Nunes, Josie Nunes will ever make a weight change. But I mean, she, I think pretty sure she's fought this weight her whole career, though. She fought Tali Santos. Only lost is Tali Santos' decision. Damn, and Tali Santos is a dog. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a fun card, man. This is a really fun card. Um, the UFC, it was obviously the first pay-per-view back of 2023. 
they put on a fun show. And uh but no UFC this week though. Sadly. Next UFC card is UFC Korea, but because they're fucking lazy, they just have to put it in the apex, but put the show at Korean time. Because that's what everybody wants. Um yeah, anyways, that's that's February fourth. Which by the way makes up a stacked day, because I believe Fedor Millionenko's final fight against Ryan Bader will be on the same day. And um We'll be yeah, in man. Chicago for that. <laughs> Courtside. Courtside sound off, sound off media members. But uh anyway, <laughs> I think it's about time to move on to news because during UC two eighty three, Jose Aldo by the way, who's had he's had some rough he's had he's had a rough news month, I guess I'd say, you know? Like yeah, your Bolsonaro was in the minion room, you know, fucking <laughs> wandering around. Dude, I gotta admit it. Just a quick update. If you guys have not kept up with the news, there's like videos of Yair Bolsonaro like just being caught out in the caught out in the wild in Florida, just him wandering around like fucking KFC, fucking just grocery stores. And it kills me every single... There was one of him, like, playing VR in Jose Aldo's house. Playing VR? Yeah, and I think the funniest part was, I think it was on the same day of their own uh, January 6th. So there, there are people getting arrested. They're like, we'll fucking die for this cause. And he's playing fucking VR boxing. By the way, I had my first VR, uh, VR experience. Holy fuck, dude. That shit is so fun. Really? Like, when... Dude. Uh, like a few days, I think, uh, Saturday, I went to, uh, a friend's house because I was helping with some shit, dude, and I tried on the fucking, uh, the metaverse headset, dude. Bro, that shit is really the future, bro. It was so fun. I was like, dude, you could be in here for hours. Yeah, man, I mean, I think I tried it once at SoPro once. And I was no, like, it's, this it, it, me out. it's gotten so much better. I know, I know, because that's, that's the last time I did it, so I'm kind of, I've been thinking about investing in a VR just buying a fucking... Dude, I'm, I'm willing. I'm thinking about spending the three hundred dollars to get it. That's how I feel about it too. But um, I, I got to be honest. Everybody talking about like this game, that game. I really just want to play Half Life. I really want to play Half Life, Alex. And I know that there's mods out there for me to be able to just like play it normally without the VR headset. But I feel like that's like kind of devaluing the experience. You know? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But anyways, um, and because I guess that's all Valve will fucking make now is, is VR games. So, whatever. It's not like you're going to fucking update TF2. But anyway, so, uh, anyways, <laughs> back to Jose Aldo. <laughs> Come on, dude. Cosmetics? <laughs> Don't get me started, Angel. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, Jose Aldo. I mean, thoughts on him being inducted into the UC Hall of Fame. And also, a double announcement. He will be boxing on February 10th, or 11th, I believe, in Brazil. Cool. I mean, that will be broadcast on UC Fight Pass. So, give me your thoughts. Who's he going to be boxing, though? No clue. Oh, well. I, mean, <laughs> I was curious, Josh. God damn, dude. This doesn't fuck that game. I start freaking out. But, uh, <laughs> shit. I mean, look, is it a surprise? No. I mean, Josh, it's it's to be expected. I mean, Jose Aldo is a fucking legend of the sport. I mean, goaded in the GOAT conversation at all times. Uh, one of the greatest to ever compete in Jeez. MMA ever. I mean, he is that guy. What are your thoughts on him deciding to go ahead and continue competing, though? Like, going over to boxing. Is that something you're down with? You'd I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, he's not a guy who's getting knocked the fuck out, you know? I mean, as long as he wants to do it and it's something he's always wanted to do, what's why not? Do what you want to mm-hmm. do. Follow your dreams. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, kind of interested to see what happens, man. I'm very interested to see how far he actually does want to take it. Because if it was a guy that, like, if I had to pick one guy to go, like, take to go over from MMA to boxing, he might be that motherfucker, man. Like, he's really good. Like, as far as, like, bo- just pure boxing technique. If it's a guy, it might be Jose Aldo. So I'm interested to see how far he wants to take it. Because it seems like he's not taking it, like, the other MMA fighters that do it. He's not trying to go in and cash out and fight Jake Paul or do whatever the fuck. He actually wants to box. So that will be interesting. But anyways, man, happy for him to finally be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, hopefully they can fucking somehow induct Anderson Silva at some point. It's not like he retired three years ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, man, I mean, speaking of people that retired, because retirement and, and MMA just – does not mean shit. Um, Luke Rockhold retired after beating Paulo Costa. He had like almost a picture book ending to his career. Like it is so fucking rare to have a guy that goes out like we were, Luke Rockhold does. Like we talked about it, facing Paulo Costa, war of a fight, huge underdog, yet still comes out and shows why at one point in time, like years before, he was the best motherfucker on the planet. Was a free agent. He's out of retirement. He said he's looking at PFL, Bellator, one championship, fucking boxing. Like, he's looking at every, jiu-jitsu, combat jiu-jitsu. He's looking at it all. Thoughts, man. Because I feel like Luke Rockhold, on one hand, he did have the perfect retirement. On the other hand, we sh- he, he showed, facing a guy much younger than him, a guy that was ranked, fought for the title recently, and he took him to the limit. So he still has that dog in him. So what do you think, man? What are you thinking? Do your thing. Who do you, where do you want to see him go, though? And I'm, I, I just want to see Luke compete, man. Sometimes it just comes down to that. There's very few guys where I think I, I could really specify stuff like that, where I'm like, you know, I want to see him here specifically or there specifically. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not like he's Jamie and Mai, you know? If it was Jamie and Mai, I'd be like, oh, I want to see him compete in jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I'm down to see him do anything. I mean, honestly, he seemed like a guy that, like, I saw his interview with Hawani about it, and he kind of, he, he pretty much went ahead and said, like, he seemed like he was at peace with his career. And at this point, he just kind of, like, the, he knows that his prime has passed. He just wants to go fuck some people up. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Luke. Go fuck some people up, man. Like, <laughs> have some fun, man. Like, do some experimental shit, you know? Um... Totally down for it. So, anyways, man, I don't know where he'll land. I think PFL would make sense, considering they have all that money, and also, like, he could join the pay-per-view division. He can, you know, PFL seems to be the most attractive option. But I know Bellator. Bellator's making some moves, too. Like, we, I don't have them in the rundown, but, like, they're making some big new, big moves. They're going to be on CBS. They just re-signed two of their biggest young stars, McKee and Vadim Nemkov. I heard, you know, fucking... Knock on wood, I've heard some rumblings that they're in talks that Ngannou specifically with Showtime on board to have him box on Showtime is like a kind of like a like a dual dual part deal, you know what I mean? Bellator makes make some moves. Maybe don't count out Luke. He also fought there, fought under Coker and Strike Force, so it's a fun time to be an MMA fan, man. It's a very fun time because like it may not be the best time to be a UFC fan, but if you're a fan of combat sports, everywhere is popping right now. That's what's fucking fun, you know what I mean? So um Speaking of other promotions, dude, Sage Northcutt. I don't even remember the last time we t- discussed Sage Northcutt on the show. 
Like when he was going to make his first comeback. Yeah, yeah, probably even say Aoki. But anyways, um, he will be fighting. Um, first fight in four years. If you want me to fuck you up real quick, Josh, go ahead. Sage Cut is Sage Northcutt is only twenty six years old still. I don't understand how he's only. How the fuck? Jesus Christ. So he was. Oh, that's right. He was in the UC whenever he was 18. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fucking crazy. Anyways, but yeah, he'll be competing against. Uh, well, he'll, excuse me. He'll be competing on the one, uh, Fight Night 10 card, which is actually their US debut on Amazon with, um, DJ versus Adriano uh, Marais 3 in the main event. And he'll be facing a guy. I can't think of his name right now, but, uh, solid dude. 3 5 winning streak. Killing me right now, I think of his name. Um, he's been taking Ahmed, Ahmed Mudajaba, aka the Wolverine. He's won two or three fights in a row. Decent guy as far as one's, uh, lightweight division goes. So, it'll be fun to see that fight, man. I'm really hoping the best for Sage. I, I, Sage, Super Sage, still has a lot of talent, and I feel like people forget that before he went to one, he was on like a three or four fight winning streak in the UFC, and like, they offered him a lot of money in like a main event against a ranked guy for his first fight back, and, he took the gamble and decided that he could maybe go find one and get some more money from the UFC somewhere down the line. And then instead he got knocked out, broke eight bones in his face, and had not competed since. So it'll be interesting to see what he uh, does in his return and how he uh, competes. Any other, any other thoughts on uh, Super Sage coming back, man? I've waited a long time for this return, Josh. <laughs> You've just been anxiously awaiting ever since he got knocked out the first time. Dude, I do. You wanted to see it again? No, not even. Dude, this motherfucker got married in that time. Yeah, he's he's uh he's married to like an actress who like has been in a lot of shit actually. Really? So that's kind of funny. I didn't even know until like yesterday. So good for him. Interesting. But uh, anyways, man, I think we should keep on rolling along because Floyd Money Mayweather, hell of a fighter, hell of a competitor. <laughs> You know, money, may, all that. Uh, anyways, he announced he was going to be fighting Liam Harrison from one championship Muay Thai guy. That did not happen. And because uh, I guess he had a pullout due to injury or they never even signed to fight him, but he had a verbal agreement and he got hurt or something. I don't know. He'll be fighting Aaron Chalmers. Uh, for the unaware, Aaron Chalmers, is a, he's on Jordy Shore, or he was on Jordy Shore. Uh, he fought in MMA. By the way, Josh, can you explain to people what that is? Jordy Shore is essentially the version of the jersey for the unaware, for the uninitiated. That this is all, this is why I want you to mention this. For the uninitiated, Jordy Shore is the Jersey Shore of the UK, from my understanding. And, and this way more out there. Way more out there. It sounds like you're a Jordy Shore fan. You want to let yeah, the people dude, know, dude? I've never seen it, but I've heard. Like I've I've heard of how out there it is. Well, I mean, it's so out there that as a part of, as a part of the show, he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather. Wait, as part of the show? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I was going to say, what joking. the fuck? That, I was going to say, that actually kind of makes it interesting if they are. No, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. But, what I you, mean. Well, Josh, you just ruined a whole potential marketing scheme. Fuck. But, anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that fucking went, like, 5-2 and two in Bellator and uh, BRB, actually.
Okay, I'm back. Aaron Chalmers, Angel. Aaron Chalmers, have you seen any of his Bellator fights, by the way? Uh, I have not, but I did see he went five, you know, like you said, five and two or whatever it was, which I was like, that doesn't look bad. Yeah. He's not bad, actually. He's got some hands. Um, he's been training since, like, 2016, 2015. He, uh, he won his boxing debut last June. I mean, Angel, any interest in Jordy Shore star <laughs> Aaron Chalmers, boxing Floyd Mayweather? Fuck no, dude. This shit is sad. Fuck no? No, dude. This, this is terrible. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> What if they just have, like, all the Jordy Shore cast members eventually <laughs> fight oh. Floyd Mayweather? Would you be down for that instead? Dude, no. Floyd needs to actually get, like, an actual interesting, fun matchup. Or, like, not these fucking random dudes. Sorry. I think it'd be yeah. more interesting if you put me in there. I agree. So if they need somebody. If they need someone, I mean, look, I, I can maybe, I probably won't make weight. But I'll be there. Give me that money oh, fight, Yeah, I mean, look, man, I think it's uh, it's, it's weird. Um, I think that, um, yeah, man, I, I... There's not a lot to say, dude. Don't, 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 don't even mention it, dude. I just, it's just, Floyd, I, I... He's, he's hurting for money. That's all I gotta say. He must be hurting for money. I know it's, that sounds insane to some people, but if you look at the way that guy lives, and considering the fact that the IRS has already come after him, like... Yeah, there, there's a reason why there's no more promoters attached to these fucking exhibitions. Nobody cares. I don't even think this one's going to be broadcast, or at least if, there, it's, if it's going to be broadcast, there's no broadcaster attached. Um, Global Titans is done. They're not promoting this. <laughs> this is not promoted by them. It's not going to be on the zone. Showtime doesn't give a fuck. These things are just existing within their own universe, basically, where nobody gives a fuck. So... That's my thoughts on it. And I hate that for my job, I will have to inevitably discuss this and write about this. Because I'm so fucking done with Floyd. Because <laughs> these things are not interesting, nor are they compelling. They're not even fucking fun from an entertainment factor. It just exists. You know what I mean? Oh, you're absolutely right. It's, it's the fucking Floyd Mayweather's last, like, his exhibition fights are, like, the equivalent of, like, if if there was, like, I'm, I'm gonna lay this out, and I can't, I can't think of a specific example, but like, it's like, if there was like a beloved movie franchise, that in like, 2000 and fucking 10, they're like 2015, they just stopped making movies, and then like last year, they released like some straight to DVD bullshit. That is what Floyd Mayweather's exhibitions are. <laughs> they're the straight to DVD bullshit, you know what I mean? Where nobody cares, nobody buys it, but for some legal reason, probably just to pertain protect their copyright, like, rights, they're making a movie, you know? That's Floyd Mayweather's exhibition, so no interest in this one at all, whatsoever. Um, anyways, man, I mean, uh, in terms of actual fights, UC 285 is continually, continually adding fights and some high-profile ones, too, in the process, man. I mean, <clears throat> this one's not confirmed, and I've heard uh, through the grapevine this one may not actually land on this card, but uh, Amanda Nunez, Arena Aldana, attached to the card. We do not know if it's it's absolutely not done yet, and I've actually heard that it may not be Arena Aldana. It may be somebody else that Amanda Nunez will be fighting is 285, but nonetheless, it seems like Nunez will be added to the card. Also, this one is confirmed. Valentina Shevchenko, flyweight champion, taking on Alexa Grosso, 
who is on a solid winning streak, man. Give me your thoughts on each of these mashups and were they right the the, the right call? Because personally, I'm not I'm not super hype on the Arena Aldana one. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, what's it called? Valentina Shevchenko kind of, uh, and it looks like Ross kind of kind of come out of nowhere, you know, because they announced Aaron mm-hmm. Blanchfield and Tali Santos before this, so it kind of seemed like okay, title eliminator, right? Um, uh, no. I guess their timeline did not match up however they wanted to. Maybe they wanted this fight a little sooner or they wanted to tell you something back a little quicker. Uh, who the fuck knows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, good luck to Alexa Grasso. She's got a tough task ahead of her. I mean, she's kind of looking like she's going to put a lot together. She had actually wanted one. I think she wasn't it this fight that this last fight that she said she wanted one more fight before the title. She wanted one more main event to get her cardio down to like, be prepared for five rounds is what she said. And then she said, fuck that. You're five rounds, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they, they really fucked that, yeah. I mean, so. yeah. I mean, in terms of the uh, the Grosso choice, no issues with it. I think she deserves a title shot. The only reason why she would not get a title shot is of her own volition. So that one I don't necessarily have an issue with. I don't necessarily get the Irene Aldana one. Um, I understand she's won... What, two fights in a row, I believe. I mean, I mean that's just the state of that division, though, Josh. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, I think even Juliana Pena, a trilogy fight would make more sense. It'd be more interesting. Yep, they probably yeah, should have done that. But even then, if you're not going to do that, if you don't, if you want to be like, oh yeah, we don't want to give the shot to give it to fucking, you know, I don't know, the person on the longest winning streak in the division, fucking Rocky Pennington, who just won her fifth fight in a row like two weeks ago. See, I think once again it might be a timeline thing, and they're having a kid. That's true. That's true. That could be it. Um, so, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't get the because not only is Irene Aldana not on like a long winning streak, she's not a big name, and also she's missed weight like two of her last three fights. It makes like this fight makes no sense from every single metric, uh, like imaginable rankings well, wise, because I think she's like ranked six or seven. Well, funny enough, she didn't miss her last fight. The one who couldn't make weight her last fight was Macy Chison, so she they fought they fought at a catch weight. Um, fair get, enough, fair enough. But did she didn't miss weight at least like badly recently? I know that with well, Yana, it was for uh, we find out she uh, what is it, me- menstrual cycle, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well. There you go. And she okay. made fight. She made her way to get Tali. There's a fight before. She made win against Kaylin Vieira. Fight before that. And against Vanessa Miller, she made weight. So I don't know. I think she can make championship weight. Mm. You're not wrong. I do think Juliana Pena should have been given the trilogy fight because one, there's actual interest there. One of those fights, someone actually got finished. And look, you know, the other one was a dominant performance. But we've seen the vulnerabilities in the armor once. Maybe they could happen again. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, let me. This is actually kind of interesting because I think in terms of like interesting fights, Irene Aldana is actually one of the more interesting challenges for Amanda Nunes. I think her boxing is slick. I think that her ground game is improving. But at the same time, though, I mean, all all the factors I just said. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but but Amanda's probably physically stronger. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully expect Amanda to win. I just think like, yeah. If everything goes right, she did not miss weight. This could actually be like a fun fight. I just don't think she deserves it. It could be. It could be. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know Irene's going to come out here and give her best. So She's a dog, so I expect it. But. That's what I'm saying. You know, so all we could hope for is a very hard, competitive, hard fight. And look, Amanda's older. She's mm-hmm. lost recently. So the door's a little open. Someone just needs to take it. You know, someone needs to grab it. Grab it by the fucking balls. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but anyways, man, last, last, uh, last bit of news. Grab it by the fucking balls, Josh. And <laughs> you're going to throw one more thing in there. So I, I waited a minute, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, man, um, buy the goddamn balls, Josh, the, buy the goddamn balls, man. No, but anyway, so, uh, Creator Clash 2 Angel. <laughs> in oh, terms of stop. boxing oh. news. Real boxing. Influencer oh, boxing. Stop. Yeah, they revealed the entire card. Um, Idubs, Alex Wasabi, friend of the show, Harley Wartenstein, also known as Harley from Epic Meal Time, going to be taking, taking on John Morrison from the WWE. Uh, it actually looks like a really fun event. So, uh, and it's going to be going down in April. Give me your thoughts, man. I mean, I really don't find I have had no interest in this particular event, this particular promotion. Interesting. Why? I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I think it's just the people they have in it. That's all it is. And I don't think you get the shit beat out of him. He's actually going to get knocked out by Alex Wasabi. I, I don't know what you saw against Alex Wasabi against a, against a half-alive Deji that made you think that. Oh, dude, got... Alex has actually been training for a, a considerably longer time than fucking uh, I don't is my big thing. Really? I, I did not know that. Dude, Alex I just saw him against Deji, and he did not look that. Alex has been training since fucking way back when. I think since like after the Deji original once against Jake. Oh well, that's that's interesting then, because he's only had one fight. So I was never saying he's only had one fight, but at least as far as experience going through the camp, actually being there, actually practicing his sport. That's what I'm saying. He has like a fucking substantial fucking advantage over the other guy. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough, then that's different. I was not aware of that. So yeah, yeah Alex. Alex well, KSI picks to die has the win. I mean, you, I mean, you know why. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this this card's pretty interesting. I'm mainly just excited for my boy Harley to go ahead and can go 2-0. and um, Then he decided to misfits, don't they? Happy Punch Promotions. Right? Shut out, Keem. Yo, I, I don't know if, uh, I actually don't know if it's, if, if it's a great, if it's a great booking for my, my boy Harley. I mean, it's gonna be it's it's compelling because he's he's a lot bigger and John Morrison pro wrestler, um, you know wrestler though and boxer not the same thing. No 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 of course not. But he's trained in martial arts for a long time. I don't know, dude. Ben, ben Askrack. Uh, I mean Ben Askren. <laughs> no, I mean like he's actually striking for a long time. He I mean, we'll, Josh we'll see. I mean we'll see. I mean that's a fucking good coach to have in your corner, bro. We exactly right. So, but he's also considerably smaller. He's like oh. six inches smaller than Harley. Holy like, fuck, that's a lot of hype. But and, at the same like, time, and like, I don't even know how much weight, but he's much more experienced. So that's what makes it interesting. So that's that's how they're even. I mean, we'll see. I mean, fucking body isn't everything, as we know. That's true, but we will see. Any other closing thoughts? Any closing news you want to talk about before we go ahead and uh, dip out of here? No, nothing. Wait, was this? I just thought about this. Wasn't this the guy like, who had the sex tape? No. I thought this was. That... No, no, not him. <laughs> I thought it was. No. You can totally you can totally see this guy having a sex tape there, Josh. Oh yeah, totally. But he <laughs> he hasn't, to my knowledge. <laughs> well, that we know, right? <laughs> Anyways, man, uh yeah, that's that's all we got, man. Um Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shout out to our sponsors once again, Rogue Energy, Andy Elixir, Code Sound for both ten percent off of each. Um I'm at Josh Hogg Twitter. He's at Andrew Tico and Support 01. I quit tight time for all things related to the show. Shout out to people who have been listening on TikTok and uh, YouTube and Spotify, all that stuff, all that jazz. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mock slick.